0: Seems as though he would be crushed under the weight of those hats.
1: Nah, man. Magic. One
0: would think, but that's also why he's king. The n- strength of his neck. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative with Tattle podcast brought to you by us over at A I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake.
1: Rich girls don't go to prison, Jack.
0: And sitting next to Jake is someone else who's saving up to move himself and his sister to California. It's Mark. Hello. For those of you unfamiliar with our Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week, we watched a pick from Patreon member Jennifer. We watched 2016's Don't Breathe. Thank you Jennifer very much for that pick. We will dive all the way into that real soon and when we do, fair warning, we're going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of it. And hey, like I just mentioned, we do have a Patreon going, but we are not where your money should be going right now. So, as it has been for the last 2 years, all of our Patreon proceeds are going to Feeding America, so you can to. Patreon.com slash A-T-O-Z Horror Support the show at your level of choosing Get some fun perks for your troubles Hang out with us over there Maybe get to pick some movies at a certain tier And know your money's going somewhere better than our dumbasses. And if you can't swing that right now or just don't want to That's cool, we appreciate you being here hanging out with us But please try to do something you can for someone who needs it Blacklivesmatters.card.co Remains a good list of resources of ways you can help And if you need a little escapism Hopefully you can have some fun in the horror world with us For at least the next little bit And boys, you know what that means it's time to do the getting drunk part. So let's score. Let's do beers for fears. Hey Jake.
1: Hey, Jack. What are your beers for these fears? No. Okay. Good. <laughs> How about that? It's a good start. I, hey, I'm I'm under the weather. I'm I'm taking a full pass this week. Uh we're we're I think we're officially at the age where we don't have to power through, right? Are we old enough to not power through? I'm it drinking- sounds like you
0: felt like absolute dog shit, so I think that's fair.
1: Thank you. I'm drinking liter upon liter of water. If you're interested in what types of water I'm drinking, I could go into that. I mean, tap yes. water,
0: I assume, maybe filtered.
1: <laughs> Filter water, and I do have some um, some mousse uh soda streamed up water as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Multiple kinds. Well, then I picked a good week to not be able to go to
0: the store to buy beers, so my sister got married uh, over the most recent weekend. I was the maid of honor, and my whole family flew into Hawaii, as did my now brother-in-law's whole family, so I was doing a lot of airport runs, setting stuff up, et cetera, et cetera, and then kind of recovering from that wedding. I didn't have a chance to go to the store, and when I realized we were recording today, I didn't have enough time to then go to the store to get stuff. So I'm piecing together what I can with what's in my fridge, which is a Kona spiked island seltzer, because uh, this is kind of a movie that's along the lines of, like, uh, you know, the the uh, baby boomers versus millennials, and millennials like to drink seltzers. Good job. So you're just
2: recycling the logic from tone deaf?
1: yes <laughs> hey jack it's yes, probably sir. in his fridge from tone deaf <clears throat> hey jack no actually, I, whatever uh <laughs> i think you and i could probably get by by saying we're drinking what the californians drink collectively well, i think you and i have it nailed
0: i think so seltzer and,
1: and seltzer water
0: yeah i've also got some Loganitas ipas because they were also in my fridge and they're I'll from say, california jack the color scheme of the bottle of Loganitas kind of fits the color scheme of this movie a little they're bit from a lot is black california and brewery red. you could have just said and that california there, that too. But they're the movie's from Detroit though. Yeah, but they're going to California. I see. It is the land of milk and honey, Jake. Mark, what are you drinking?
2: Um I actually tried. Um <laughs> I got I'm I'm drinking a dirty bastard Scotch Ale from founders. That's pretty self explanatory. There is a fair. there's a turkey baster in this movie. Oh God. <laughs> 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 this movie. <laughs> this movie contains a turkey baster, it has dirty bastard. A turkey
1: baster, in yeah. it.
0: Yeah, we will, we will get, we will get to that. I don't really want to. <laughs> I know, but we, we have to. Jake. We We're must. Professionals look it up in the book. But boys, drinking beers and watching Don't Breathe isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week, and it's been longer than a week. We might have also experienced some other shit. So why don't we talk about what's been rocking our horror world? Starting, of course, with paying up on lost beers for fears. Let's cue that sound effect. Mm, beer. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. What an idiot! You suck, you jackass! I have one to talk about here. How about you boys? You got anything to talk about? One.
2: I got I got nothing. The last thing I watched was The Invisible Man over Christmas break. Hey, that's what, that's what I have this <laughs> time. Nice.
0: That's what I have. I did it. Oh, Jake, you watched The, uh, the Old School Invisible the Man. The Old huh? School, 1933, man. Um, I assume I'd you seen lost for the new school Invisible Man. No, huh. huh. that was no, that was so that long was
2: ago. almost a full
0: year ago. Hey Mark, oh, I this... have, I think I have some that are older than that <laughs> that I still haven't watched. I so. don't think you do. Okay.
1: Yeah, no, this was second reference to tone deaf in this episode so far. For some reason, this was for tone deaf. Interesting. I don't remember what we were doing. I don't know what we were doing, Jack. (laughs) Do I ever? (laughs) No, you certainly don't. Mark's already talked about this one at length, uh, and there's not a ton to say here. I mean, it's the Invisible Man. It's the spawn of a a classic horror monster, if you will. Very impressive special features, or special features, Jesus, special effects uh, in this one. In particular, when you think about the year that it was made, like this had to blow people's fucking minds. I recommend going back and giving it a watch just to see all of the, the tricks that were put to play in this one. Um, granted, there are a lot of just wires out there that are easier to see with larger, and what more year did TVs. is it from? And how, how did you watch it? Thirty three. And 33, I rented this one on Amazon. I hope it's not somewhere else.
2: Okay. No, it's not. That was one of the things I said in our, uh, okay, cool. one of our recent episodes was I can't believe that this isn't in the public domain. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I <laughs> know. I
1: watched it on Amazon. Um, the only other things that I have to say about this one that really stuck out to me this time were... I did not remember... I, I'd seen this once before, but it's been like a long time ago at this point, but I didn't remember the degree of like bumbling copness that is <laughs> on display here. Constable Jaffers <laughs> is... A remarkable character, and
2: a great name for a kitty cat.
1: Constable Jaffers, yeah, Yeah, that that would be a a hell of a cat cat name. And he has like those, like the big caterpillar, almost handlebar y mustache that would go well with a certain look that certain cats get. So I I think that that would be a good (laughs) name for a cat. Um, the only other note that I have here from my my viewing of this one, we we know that the Invisible Man is an asshole, but I he there's a scene where for no reason he knocks over a baby in a carriage. Like this, this is next level shit in this movie. One second he's dancing around with that just is he's just a shirt dancing around, and then the next second he's knocking over a baby in a carriage. <laughs> it's a lot.
0: That sounds like a lot, buddy. <laughs> well, Overall, it's, whatever. You liked it's it the invisible. Like it's worth it's the Invisible
1: Man. I was really trying to come up with things to say about and it. And I it's, think it's Mark mentioned it's
0: not very long, right?
1: I think it's like regular length. It's okay. just shy of an hour and a half, I think. Maybe 120. I don't remember. Okay. It it plays longer than that because it's got uh, a lot of the acting in it. it Wikipedia is, there... is telling me 70 minutes. Okay. So then don't... it does play longer than I thought it was. Yeah, <laughs> it plays it much longer. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: remind me, is there an element of this where like the... The serum or whatever he takes to stay invisible also turns him evil? Or is he just a dick?
1: He's just a dick. Okay. That's my I mean, there is like the like, you know, whatever wave of the hand, I'm invisible because chemistry. Yeah. But because there's a powder that he isolates
2: from Egypt or something or other.
1: I don't (laughs) remember, and I saw this like two weeks ago now, but I don't remember there being anything about the particular chemistry wave of the hand this one's a
0: much more faithful adaptation of the novel which in which he's kind of just a dick
1: yeah i th- i don't know i haven't read the novel <laughs> i was gonna try <laughs> I mean, to say something he's, he's just a dick <laughs> but, in but i world. realized i could not i can only compare <laughs> it to other invisible men in this you know, on screen so yeah sure. he's just kind sure. of a dick he, he he gets power hungry he wants to do bad things because he can
0: i mean fair enough uh, I like it, Jake. I had one to pay up on here, or I have more than one, but I have one that I watched. Uh, so many Nick Cage movies on my Lost Peers. Well, beers, you guys, it's fucking unbelievable. Why do you think
1: that is, Jack? <laughs>
0: um, because <laughs> our patron members are sadistic fucks. There you go. That's um, why I blame them. Um, not, I had to watch a... Willy's Wonderland. I lost for the guest. I don't yeah, you know did. why this was on the list. Because um, it's maybe great. Strong silent types, Mark. Yeah, you've seen this, right? Yeah. This is free on Hulu with one like one long commercial at the beginning and then you don't and then there's no commercials throughout. So that I'm was actually a good way okay to watch
1: it. I'm okay with yeah, that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it works great. Um, I enjoyed this more than I was expecting to, uh, but it's not great. I mean, what was most noteworthy to me is like how this this is a copy of Five Nights at Freddy's, right? Essentially. Or yes. maybe not, because it was a graphic novel. I don't know the timeline there. But this does not have anything to do with what's scary about Five Nights at Freddy's like for being a Five Nights at Freddy's rip off there's like no jump scares It's here. not
1: trying to be scary though is it? Like it's in the horror genre obviously but isn't it more of just like <clears throat> people it's know about It's trying to five be Nights Oh shit, Freddy's Nick Cage is beating the shit and, out of animatronics Nick Cage is going to go crazy on some animatronics Yeah and if
0: you're going to make I that mean, movie the action better fucking look better than it does in this. It does oh, it's wrong. cut it's chopped up more than a Marvel movie. I I saw one scene where he's beating an ostrich. I think it's the first an animatronic Oscars. thing he kills. <laughs> he breaks a br- stick in half so he's got like two clubs and there's one three second scene of him clubbing it in the head four times that has 11 cuts in it I went back and counted it's <laughs> unbelievable
2: I think it's funny that you compare poor cutting to Marvel movies which are far and away the most profitable movies ever made and yeah but the action <laughs> scenes like aren't great in them they're cut to shit that's why people hate Marvel movies so much that they make a hundred trillion dollars every time they come out
1: Both can be true. Yeah, I mean, I think it. I mean, the Bourne Identity had terrible cuts in its action scenes too. Absolutely, and And those those action scenes are impossible to follow. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, it's just it's. I
0: I want much more straightforward action and fun. Like it is fun.
2: What part of you thinks that Nicolas Cage can like do
0: action though? He's he is. Among the lowest things that's wrong with this movie is Nick Cage and his performance. Nick Cage is going for it. He's doing a lot of acting with his face and eyes. He's fantastic. I don't think he utters a single word in this. No, he doesn't. Um, At least I didn't notice one, which might be why he acts so well. I actually think Nick Cage is a good actor in some stuff. Does he say
2: something at the beginning, like car broke down? Maybe
0: that's what I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. Um, But either way, this was more fun than I was expecting. But there's still it's still not great. Like it's very stupid. Uh, really short. It's not like long less, enough. Le- less than an hour and a half. I don't remember. I think like the. I don't remember exactly where the credits cut in, but it's like seventy-five,
1: you're eighty thro- minutes. Something you're like really that. throwing me for a loop here, Jack. When you say really short, and then the metric you're using is shorter than an hour and a half. When I know yeah, you, a, you a, as a, a person feature- is like, give me in a tight ninety or get the fuck out.
0: I mean, for a it's full tough. feature-length movie, it's like really short,
1: and I like okay. that. Okay. Okay. Well,
0: b- but also because this is there is no plot and they took the no plot they had and stretched it way more thinly than they could have. How does he say
1: nothing though? Like he doesn't even he have one-liners.
0: N- and not nope. only does he say nothing, but Why? he gets attacked by murderous animatronic Five Nights at Freddy's things. And so Jake, the conceit of this movie is his car breaks down and they'll fix it for him if he spends the night cleaning this funhouse. Sure. And after getting attacked by the animatronic robots, he just like, well, I've dealt with that time to pick my mop up and continue cleaning for the rest of the night. It's stupider than you think and maybe a little that's more good. fun than you're expecting. I don't know. It's very dumb, but whatever. Well, I mean I was I
1: I'm expecting a a non-zero amount of fun because that's all this movie could be. If it's not and fun it's, then it's impossible it's impossible. I don't even understand it. Was how it was more fun
0: than I was expecting, but it's not enough fun to justify watching it uh, I, in my humble estimation.
2: Yeah. And and Jack's going to represent the floor of the ratings on this podcast cuz this movie is awesome and Jake would think it's Find a good. I, right. I don't know
0: that he would. Now I want Jake to watch <laughs> it. He middle liked middle. Ghost
2: of Mars, okay? Let me remind you that he was in favor of watching Ghosts of Mars.
0: <laughs> I am. Ghost of Mars uh, is That's the only one I have to pay up on, so let's cue Scatman going to regular Christ. Rocking Horror Worlds.
1: Clanking around over here.
0: Scatman's world. All right, I only have one to talk about here, so I'll go first, but it is a long one, um, <laughs> and I will do my best to not spoil it. It's one that came out relatively recently. It's a Netflix series. I watched like ten hours That's of content, Archive eighty one. Oh, cool! Um, I watched the entirety of. Remind yeah. this, what this is? is? Did we cover this it? This is yeah. It's ba- we, yeah, we did cover it. It's 12. based on a podcast. Um, this is like a a an archivist for a museum is paid by like a rich private donor to come restore some old yes. tapes that they have. That's a yeah. series. Um, it's a series. Yep. <sighs> I and think so, I knew this, and, then I forgot. The catch is, like, you have to go up to... They can't be moved, so you have to go up to yeah. this creepy place to restore them all. Yeah. Um, I was concerned
1: that it would do too much about, like, popping into the the time when which the videos were taken.
0: It does a ton of that. It does it very deftly, though. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I don't think it does too much. There, it also is... I, I really enjoyed it, overall. I think it's, I think it's worth watching. Cool. I think it's very good. I'm trying not to spoil any of it here. Uh, but it does a very cool job where... Like, and and the, the tapes he's restoring are of a woman who's making a documentary about yeah. the building. So they like blend in some found footage, but all the flashbacks aren't found footage. Mm. There's also a ton of just kind of Really cool, careful, long, drawn-out shots of the actual physical work of restoring the tapes, which fit the mood very well, and I liked very much. Um, Overall, though, I'd say, like, I think it's like 10 episodes. The first three are better than the middle three, which are much better than the last three or four. So Um, it gets worse as it goes. It gets worse as it goes. That's not good. Um, They had to put an ending on it. (laughs) The problem. first one is very good. They did kind of have to slap an ending on there. Uh, but I did enjoy it. Um, Jake, I wouldn't recommend it to you at all. It's oh. got that series
1: problem. Um, and yeah. this one has it more than most. Is it uh, a series Mark, or I is might... it like a mini series? You know the difference? Like, does it? Is it contained? It is contained. Yeah, but, but it won't be an r and It's Not kind of as, too, not it not as contained a as a Flanagan show. Okay. Uh, I don't know. But still I, I probably won't watch it, let's be honest.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I liked it, but I also didn't love it. Uh, sure. the f- and, again, it's hard It's hard for me to recommend it knowing how the series, like, yeah. I didn't like it as much at the end as I did at mm-hmm. the beginning. So uh, that's all I've got to talk about. Uh, it was kind of cool, though, and the direction of the first few episodes is, like, beautiful and really, really cool. So that's what I got. Mark,
2: what about you, my friend? Hey, while we're on the topic of... Uh, that was Netflix, right? Isn't that Netflix? Correct. Yeah, while we're yep. on the topic of Netflix series or minis series, um, I finished watching Hellbound, which I kinda briefly alluded to um in the pre omnibus episode that I was gonna weigh in on once I finished it. Well, I've finished it and it's better, I would say, than Squid Game. I liked it more than Squid Game. Um, which I think was the like sort of comparison point. I mean, whatever. I guess it's the other Korean mini series on Netflix, but whatever. Um so, it, it was a weird one. If you guys remember, um, as Jack... Ben Grimm-esque
1: to get... monsters. Yeah, it's the it's the one <laughs> that I thought the CG looked terrible, and Mark was surprised by that take.
2: I mean, I there is a lot of CG. I think it looks pretty good. There are, like, mm. these giant monsters that come and take you to hell, which is the point, right? Like, so, in this world where you receive an edict that you will die in... X amount of days days. or sometimes minutes, sometimes seconds, whatever. Um, There's this, like, religious movement that forms around it um, that governs, like, and documents how these prophecies are told and basically, like, forms a security state around forcing people to police each other type of thing. Um, So it's... (laughs) It, it does have these weird religious vibes to it, but it's all very uh, dystopian. It, and ultimately, like, the twists and turns that this one takes are actually pretty fresh, I would say, as far as where you think this is going to go. Um, it's a weird one. And, I mean, I guess if you're sensitive to, all, you know, giant CG tar monsters running around every <laughs> once in a while, those sequences are like... Ben Grimm's, the, please. The fucking Ben's
0: Grimm, excuse me. What
2: is a Ben Grimm?
0: That's the name of the Fantastic Four member who becomes the Thing.
2: Oh, yeah, but like the evil version. Yeah. The evil When ben he turns Graham. black. He yeah, turn, yeah like, exactly.
0: Uh, I think he's that color in Ultimate Fantastic Four. I'm not sure.
2: Okay, well, yeah. I mean, if, if that's going to bother you, it shouldn't, but I mean, I guess that's really one of the only detractors. I liked this. I thought this was going to be a middling at best show that I was just curious about the premise of, and... Um, It's only seven episodes long, so shorter than Archive 81 or whatever it was called. Uh, And I thought it it. was, I actually thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, It lays on the religion vibes kind of heavy, but not in a way that's, I mean, it's not any worse than Midnight Mass. So um,
0: if you're looking for- I mean, Midnight Mass was dealing very heavily with religion. (laughs) Well, and we all
2: liked it, right? But it's in a way where it's like, religion is a huge part of it, but it's not. Like, the show is also commenting on the hazards of religion. And in this case, it's just, like, there are Christian undertones to it, obviously, because it's, like, heaven and hell. But it's also a brand new religion that materializes out of nothingness because there's a world where you get dragged to hell by Ben Grimm's... Ben's Grimm. Ben's Grimm, thank you. Um, Yeah, if you're looking for a quick series, I mean, it's not super quick. It's still six hours or whatever because it's uh, seven episodes. But um, Hellbound was interesting, and I liked it.
0: Also, I like it, I like it, Mark. Thank you. Awesome is what I meant to say. Um, but also. just for me to correct the record here very briefly, Arcade of 81, eight episodes, not ten, so I was wrong about that. Oh, okay. Know. So they're about the same Similar. length. Whatever. Are they
1: all Slam
2: an hour?
0: Shorter. What is it? They're all between an hour and 40 minutes or something. Oh. They, yeah, they
2: all do that weird Netflix thing. I assume it's because Hellbound does the same thing, where it's like one episode's 42 minutes long, and then the next one's like an hour 15, and then the next one's like an hour, and it's like, okay. Which...
0: I like it's like fine. as the yeah. streaming stuff becomes more like we should be less and less adherent to traditional norms of how I long I definitely are. don't
1: want something to be 60 minutes just to be 60 minutes. That's ridiculous. For sure. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um Jay,
2: quote about- Oh, sorry Mark. Wow, I do not only have one thing, Jack. Uh Ooh, in fact I have look at you. you. You're
1: only allowed five
2: more things only to talk about that I'm not going to Oh through. Jesus. I will say uh Wait, Jack, you have
1: four more.
2: Five more. Jack, You have to you- go
1: faster than you just went then. <laughs> Unfucking believable.
2: I'm out of practice.
1: Also, our energy is all weird because
0: Jake and I aren't in the same room. Yeah, well, um, we're being
1: responsible when someone doesn't feel good. Yes, we are. So, when you're sick,
0: stay home. I really thought that was going to rhyme when you started saying it.
2: We have a shared movie that all of us have watched that Jack completely forgot about, which is Antlers.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah, that <laughs> was a long time ago.
2: <laughs> we were drunk after the omnibus and watched it. Almost exactly a month ago. So, I mean, I don't really blame, <laughs> blame you for forgetting. Um yeah. But we did we did take the dive and uh, watch 2021's... I mean, a lot of people really like this movie,
1: Antlers. Uh, I wouldn't say it. that we didn't like it.
0: We thought it was... Fu- like I, I mean, I think we collectively thought it was pretty good. Uh, it was yeah. nowhere near any of our top of the year list, so I'm pretty confident about that. Yeah,
2: and that's basically where we walked away from it, was like, that was a solid, solid effort. Glad we watched it. Yeah, glad Mark bought it because that's the only that's the only way you can watch it right now. Uh, I maybe will I'll say we spent about in a two thirds line. of the
0: movie debating whether Jesse Plemons was Carrie Russell's ex husband or brother. brother. And, it was uh, a lot, that, and I don't think we get a conclusive answer. Actually, no, we, do. we they're, do. They're siblings. We for sure do. We do. But the
1: problem was we were so we had we had gone to such great we built it expense. up so much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that it it doesn't matter anymore. It's always going to be a question mark in our minds.
2: Um, And we also spent a substantial amount of the viewing yelling, oh, you're going to get antlersed. Get antlersed. And he did. A lot of people got antlersed. So antlers-ing. much
1: antlers-ing.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess to keep this relatively brief so as to not piss off Jake anymore. Um, Don't spoil anything. Very solid movie. I think it should be on everybody's radar. Jesse Plemons, Carrie Russell, beautiful scenery, good folklore. Go... Seek it out. It is also, still relatively expensive, so maybe a, wait a, for it to get a little bit cheaper.
0: Very cool treatment of the. Uh, okay, not yeah. spoiling it. Never mind. Um, some, well, some whatever. I mean, cool in the
1: trailer, it lets on yeah, you know that what there it is, is some cri- it's the cryptid-y okay. thing. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a, uh, a lot of
0: cool Native American stuff in this. With I always, I always appreciate a Graham Greene sighting um, in anything. I know he's in just like if it involves Native American stuff. There's a eighty percent chance Graham Greene
1: will be in it, but I, I like, I always like it when he is. Yeah, the only other thing that I have to say is that this is definitely, like, more of a downer mood type movie, so that's not necessarily your bag. This isn't going to make you feel like rainbows and butterflies at the end. It's not fun. Uh, It's a horror genre movie, so we really shouldn't have to say that, but it's definitely not fun. It's the polar
2: opposite of Willy's Wonderland.
1: Sure. (laughs) Lots of dialogue.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah
2: um lastly i'm i'll skip the rest until um i guess two episodes from now because we're gonna do hr <laughs> next 15 Mark, you, keep talk.
1: talking but you talked for so fucking long about the thing with that about the whatever they're called yeah you're really speeding things up jake yeah the whatever they're <laughs> called what are they called <laughs> don't tell me just ben's go. grim don't t- don't tell me just go
2: <laughs> don't tell me don't, I don't tell me anymore <laughs> um I watched in order to fully prepare myself for this episode, I watched Don't Breathe Too, The rebreathing um, from middle of twenty twenty one that came out in like July or something like that. Okay. If you're interested, especially after listening to um this episode, I'll say this. My wife thinks that it is the more entertaining movie of the two. Um, but this is still kind of a spendy rental. It's like six bucks on Amazon, Um, but it's no, it's not bad. It's not a, it's not the $20 tier, but you're paying twice as much as you would for like all the other rentals. So maybe (laughs) wait for it to come
1: down a little bit, but I mean, twice as much as ghost of Mars.
2: It's, it's a lot of, it's a lot more of the same that you're getting from this movie, probably less on the, uh, like stalker killer side, more on the home invasion and just straight up this, this, this one's a lot more of an action horror than, don't breathe one is
0: okay is it the same directed by the the same guy fede alvarez or it is Al- so alvarez? it's
2: not um but they're it's all the same group um where fede and i thought i wrote this guy's name down but i'm not seeing into my notes uh they they both um wrote this one it's still produced by sam oh, Rainey. Uh-
0: Rodo Rodo Yeges yes, say- uh, Apologies uh, for me it. not being able. To he, pronounce has his a, name, he has a he has a hard
2: name to pronounce. I was trying to figure that one out say- as well. Um, thank you for stepping in and saying telling telling me <laughs> who it was. Um, but yeah, it seems like I went through their their group. It actually also has the same cinematographer um, as Don't Breathe One. Um,
0: That's a big part of Don't Breathe One. Spoilers for ex- our ratings,
2: exactly. So it it looks similar. It feels similar um they they obviously go in a slightly different direction with it cuz it's not like you can have another band of folks burglarize this guy again but um they take it in a, bunch, a much more um i i guess it's like similar to the evolution of saw where it just turns kind of more and more... Well, that one didn't go as much into action, but it just... Start, or maybe Purge. Purge is probably the better that's, analogy uh, okay. I like that one. <clears throat> that comparison Uh Where more. it starts out as like a home invasion thing, and yeah. then it turns into just kind of an action movie. Yeah. And that's not necessarily sure. a bad thing. I have some other things to bring up here. Uh, but I I'm... F- for, sorry, for this movie specifically, but I might leave them for the actual... Review of Don't Breathe One.
1: I'm Primarily interested in how you're going to do that, so I advise that you do do that, Mark.
2: Just bring it up now. Just no, no. Put the in thing the review you intended
0: to do. Keep doing it. Jake's adding helpful feedback as always. Yeah. <laughs> okay,
1: okay. <laughs> I'm trying. I, yeah, it's affirmation. You just don't know how to deal with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the issue. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Okay, I. Those are those are my um, allowed three you're allowed four, to talk more talk to. we never <laughs> cut you off fine i'll do one more um i Fuck. watched
1: <laughs> do them
2: all dude do them all hey wow now i feel bad you're making me feel bad no it's affirmation um, i watched Nighthouse as well uh based off of i can't remember who specifically recommended this to me officially i think it ended on up bus, on jake's
0: list of recommendations but it would have been on yeah, mine i, I mean had it both not been of been you
2: jake's. uh this is a very clever movie i i Understand now what you mean by if this were a book, it would be hard to make into a movie. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean they're just in the way that they have a few shots that are incredibly clever, and the, I guess what you would call the villain of this is so atypical <laughs> as to what you would normally like have or out at of at least this type atypical of
1: in terms of the general presentation of said villain
2: right exactly um i yeah i don't really need to belabor this one too much more because you guys have pontificated at length i think it won our third favorite of the year maybe second favorite now i can't there's remember. no way to know mark um so whatever unmitigated go also i'll <laughs> sign off on that as well just just go do it go watch Nighthouse. it is quite good uh um, oh, yeah. not Seal of not also not Yeah, our seal of approval. They can put that in the fig leaves in the trailer if they want. <laughs> uh, also, not a particularly fun movie, though. Uh, no, shit, no, definitely not. <laughs> so keep that in mind. There's some suicide trigger warning stuff in there, too. So, you know. yeah, uh, That's the kind of movie you're getting in for. Not so much a romp. N- nope. <laughs> if you do want right. a romp, I watched oh, Jack boy. in the Box.
1: The first one. Okay. Not that the yeah. first awakening.
2: one. So the first one not awakening okay. no the first one not is not the jackening. <laughs> um the first one is available on Prime for free. Um mm. and I know that because I googled the awakening one trying to find a trailer for it or something like that and it showed up as already like I was already able to watch it and I was like mm-hmm. oh what's this and it went to the original one and then I yeah. remembered that the original one looked really good when we reviewed it back in fucking 2015. And was it? Um it's exactly what I wanted out of
1: it. Sure. Hell yeah. That's fine. Which okay. is
2: to say it looks really good. The prop itself of the Jack in the box is great. The costuming and, well, so the prop of the Jack that comes out of the box is also very good. And then the costuming of Jack as he's the monster. meandering. Yeah, the monster as it's coming around is also pretty good. There's a lot of great splatter in this. Um, it's about as well-written as you could expect something of this ilk to be, Um if you feel like turning your brain off and watching a creepy fucking clown demon stalk people through a mu- museum, then boy, do I have a movie for you. That sounds awesome. And, it, you know, bonus points, you can watch it basically for free if you have Prime.
1: Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I like it. I feel like most people do these days. Maybe pe- Maybe people are getting rid of Prime these days. I don't know. Good people are, I think. Well, I'm not a good enough person, apparently. <laughs> Me neither.
0: <laughs> is that all mark or should jake go now ah uh, jake should go now jake should go now so
1: you did get through all of them
2: i still have one to talk about I, I, we've been we've been at <laughs> fine, this fine mark go. well
1: my list is is much shorter um it's it's actually I'm, I'm thinking about it now it's a really weird list because i don't have a movie per se i have two things to talk about the first of which is a documentary i i and this thing, so, okay, first and foremost, it's on Shudder. It's called Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched. Have either of you seen I've this? I've
0: seen this one pop up. I have it on my have Not I, seen I, it, seen but it, but not, seen
1: that it exists. I've seen that it popped up, yes. Yeah, so this shit is a three plus hour
0: Jesus. long
1: just pontification, rumination, history on what folk horror is. And it's interesting, but it is way way too long for what it is too because as you can imagine a a retrospective of what the folklore genre brings to the table is not going to be the most exhilarating topic it's very intellectually rewarding in a certain way like if you're into horror movies and you're into like the history of horror it's it's cool there's a lot to dig into there but folklore is not particularly exciting (laughs) So, <laughs> it's it's a very interesting watch, but I would recommend breaking it up into chunks. That's what I had to do with it. And it has, it segments itself well enough, it segments itself, Jesus Christ, well enough for you to be able to do that. That's how I'd recommend doing it. And that way, like, if you start to tap out, you can give it a shot the next day or the next week or whatever, and you're not going to be much worse for wear. But if you decide that you never want to go back that's okay too because you learn something about some part of the history of folk horror one other thing that i thought was interesting about it was that it basically it starts at og wicker man like that's the the framework that it works from and then moves forward and i think that that's interesting like that makes sense if they had gone further back it's like what is your end point like are you gonna go talk about like the dawn of man and people around a fire that they just discovered how to make like creating what is folk horror like no you have to we're gonna start with the film and we're gonna start at that point in time I think you could probably go back a little earlier than that obviously but then you're getting into a lot of other stuff so I was okay with that and like I said there's a lot of interesting stuff here plus really cool name uh again I watched this on shutter if you have it I recommend giving it a shot and if it's not your bag you're gonna know almost instantaneously
0: <laughs> and then don't sit through all three And then do
1: of not. Uh, but, Jack, I think you would like it enough to at least watch some of it. I don't know. I'm pretty see curious about like. it, yeah. Mark, probably not for you.
2: Noted. What's yeah. it called again? What, has it Woodlands
1: Dark and Days Bewitched, which sounds like that a is Spirit a Island cool character.
0: That's a really cool <laughs> name. Yeah.
1: Um, The other one that I watched, Polar Opposite, this is about nine minutes long. I don't even know how I got down this rabbit hole. It's on YouTube. You can go and see it for free because it's YouTube. Uh this is a little a l- I forget actually what it's called. Fuck, that's not going to be helpful. But it's it's by <laughs> it's by Kane Parsons. I think it's called The Backrooms. Uh it is covering the subject of the Backrooms, which I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with. It's it's like a creepy pasta from not I am not too distant past. So I am by no means the expert on these creepy pastas, but The Backrooms is essentially like what I know of it is it is A location question mark, but it presents as kind of a never-ending maze of, like, dingy, yellow, empty office space that you could find yourself in. You've basically been, like, clipped out of reality and into, like, another dimension. More or less, right? This is just some kid that directed a found footage 10-minute little thing about that. And I was fucking blown away. I thought this was amazing. (laughs) Like, it looks... So good. It's really well paced. And I mean, it's 10 minutes. Like, it's, it's, there's, there's, there's no weed here. It's all chaff, right? So, I would recommend everyone who is into found footage in the slightest go and check this out. And honestly, if you're into horror, like, it's worth a 10 minute watch. This is like a, obviously, like I said, like a student project. Go and check it out. I, I it's enough to where I would say we should probably put a link in the description below.
2: Yeah. I especially will. And Jake, because just to- it's, you can't find it.
1: So, you're gonna to need to send
2: us the link so that I can watch well, this.
0: Well, I think I found it, Jake. Is it? It's called the Back Rooms, and then parenthetically, found footage by someone named Kane Pixels. Is it almost ten right, minutes Jake? long? Nine minutes, thirteen yep, that's long. It. January sixth, twenty twenty. That's it. It
1: just came out. Yeah, okay. that is the one.
0: Yeah, Kane so Pixels. So I found it. I will. I what will is it link called? Is it,
1: it called the Back Room Singular? The
0: Back Rooms, plural, and then parenthetically, found, found footage. footage. Yeah, yeah that's it. Okay. It's
1: okay. It's what I thought it was. Cool.
2: Yeah. I was searching Kane for pixels. Kane Parsons. Uh, seemed to oh yeah. That's problem. the I,
1: I, I tried to look up the name of the actual person who made it to give them credit, but the, apparently their handle is different. So
0: anyway, cool. I like it. Jake, you got anything that's else? So should we move nope. on to the feature presentation? Let's do it. <laughs> Over at this week, we watched 2016's Don't Breathe. Now, this was a pick from Patreon member Jennifer. I actually think she gave us a number of picks, and we ended up going with this one, if I'm remembering that correctly. But this was some time ago now, so I could be wrong about that. Jennifer, thank you very much for the pick. We appreciate it. Gentlemen, what is your history? I think we've all seen this before. Jake? Mm-hmm. No, uh-huh. okay. First time. Wow, I've definitely, I'd seen this before. Mark, how about you? Yeah, I saw
2: this not long after it came out. I mean, I think it had gone to video, but um,
0: I didn't see it in theaters, but yeah. It was released. I don't know. I feel like we have talked about the turkey baster before. Jake, or maybe just Mark and I have. Were you aware of the no, turkey baster th- situation? I think that's probably
1: another reason why I haven't watched this. I don't know exactly how, but this is a movie that found its that's way into full spoiler territory for me a long time ago. And so I just mm-hmm. didn't really have the desire to go and watch it. Um, sure. And therefore had not done so.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, Mark, i mean, your boat, too. I watched it, you know, not too long after it came out, but I definitely didn't see it in theaters and... You know, it was—it's uh, an affecting first watch. I feel like, uh, uh, but I've—I've I've only seen it the one time.
2: Yeah, this is the second time through. I feel like I thought it was a pretty solid, um, kind of actiony thriller the first time through, and I. I- will say I think I appreciated it more on the second viewing. I had also I, completely forgotten about the turkey baster.
0: How? Oh boy. I had not forgotten that was, I was most just of waiting. what I remembered I about like, this God, movie. I, can I I can had
1: deal with not that more of not on that this
0: Second viewing, especially because they put the hair in it, ugh. As on the <laughs> second viewing, I appreciated a lot more the cinematography of it and how quiet and subtle it is for a lot of the runtime. But it is sure. my second viewing of this one as well. Now- Jennifer, sometimes we have the patrons do their own 30 second plot synopsis through no fault of Jennifer's. No, she of didn't fault. do that. I forgot to ask her in time for this recording. Oops. So we'll just do a 10 second, 10 second, te- 10 second kind of a thing. I think uh, uh, Jake, you'll go first, okay. Mark second, and I'll bat cleanup if that sounds okay with y'all. So I guess 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. It's going to start when Jake starts.
1: Rocky, Money, and Alex are three kids in down and out Detroit that make money by basically just breaking into different houses and getting the money that's there that are a part of Alex's dad's security company. They target a blind
2: man's house who has a million dollars from a settlement from a guy who ran over his daughter. Turns out that blind man was an ex-Navy
0: SEAL, and he's there to fuck them up. uh, Time Jack. Time Jack, uh he kills Alex pretty quickly. The other two fight him off for a while, eventually he kills Alex and uh Rocky runs away, but then he wakes up in the hospital and maybe Time he's gonna kill a killer in California.
1: And there's a turkey baster.
0: Yeah, yeah. there's yes. a sex dungeon.
1: There's a there's breeding a- dungeon.
2: Not he's, a sex dungeon.
1: He's he's specifically Clark. not he a sex dungeon. He never forces himself.
0: I never force myself on anyone. Dude, That's Stephen a pretty Ling's good impression. Dude, is something. No, I mean, it's
2: yeah. not. It needs to be a lot more. You need to scream at the top of your lungs for like eight more hours and then do it. <laughs> and then do that same thing. I boy. thought it was yeah. pretty yeah. good.
0: <laughs> it also has to be like a lot. No, no
1: now you're doing it all wrong. <laughs>
0: You're doing you're doing a uh, just uh, Jimmy James Jimmy the guy from a, but it's a wonderful life Jimmy, Stewart? Mother, Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart, Stewart yeah you you're you're just doing a Jimmy Stewart That's kind of a Jimmy Stewart it was a little Jimmy Stewart, Stewart, Stewart in the lotion in the basket <laughs> I've got a turkey baster over here
2: <laughs> this movie would be
0: better with Jimmy Stewart not saying Stephen Lang did a bad job just saying it would be brilliant to have I mean Jimmy almost Stewart. everything
1: would be better with Jimmy Stewart Well look
0: before we dive into what the movie does right or could do better spoilers cast jimmy stewart let's talk about what in the fuck <laughs> subgenres of war it fits into except home invasion because that's mine also do we have a home invasion sub subgenre reverse home invasion because that's what this. this is i mean i think invasion. we do
2: i think we do because of intruders and we've watched a few of these movies um and
0: this one's kind of one of the main ones though one of the
1: first like big you know i would big, i mean yeah I, feel I, like. yeah, yeah I i'm fine with just putting it in home invasion though um
2: yeah, it's just home invasion.
1: Especially because for a substantial part of the movie, you you are feeling for the person whose home is being invaded. That was a nonsense yeah. sentence, but I'm hoping it made sense.
0: I understand what Great. you're saying. He's also obviously he's terrible, but there's no good guys in this. <laughs> so I mean, this not is one of the notes for a part of it.
2: This is one of the notes that I had from Don't Breathe Two. Um, this writing team is particularly good at. Turning bad guys into good guys and good guys into bad guys and then switching them back,
0: just circumstantially. Yeah, yeah it's just, just, based just on everybody. On.
2: Everybody sucks. Everybody has a sob backstory, um, but also, you know, the guy who you're kind of feeling bad for has a turkey baster full of semen in his basement, and I don't. Well, I'm not spoiling the the end of. Don't Breathe too. Is there a
1: turkey baster full of... Everybody's estimate.
2: No, th- believe it or not, they didn't bust that trick back huh. out. That's, that's
1: a, that's that a thing been, you can do That would have been very, they received very some. They received they some have. feedback on that whole that whole bit.
0: Well, so I I'm sure it, they b- did. I'm very jazzed up to talk about the production of this one, but do we have anything else, oh, any other subgenres into which it fits?
1: Other than just uh, Home Invasion? Yes. It kind of is just that. I'm, ca- yeah. I'm sad, but re- I can't I mean, think it's of anything pretty, else. It's pretty tight.
2: I would make a strong argument for post-apocalypse but i think that's oh, just because we... they have a <laughs> they have a very poor opinion because of, of detroit, detroit? <laughs> <laughs> it gets that's uh, this is okay i am gonna have to announce this like a dozen times during this their version of detroit gets even worse in number two nice they, it's, well, just detroit, shot, it's this... a lawless countryside Detroit is they shot don't
0: breathe one in broken down hungary in like an abandoned did they really they could hungary. have shot <laughs> they, yeah they
1: really could have shot that in detroit
0: <laughs> they sh- no, they shot it in like a broken down, un- uninhabited section of Hungary. Uh,
1: Detroit had probably already started its recovery to a certain degree at that point. Um,
0: yeah, this was past the you can get like a four
1: bedroom yeah, downtown. That, for that 50 shit existed grand. for a period of time, though, man. That city got hit real, real hard. Um, yeah, I was going to say something and then I completely forgot it. Oh, I think we might have also at some point added a subgenre that was um what the fuck would we have called it sensory deprivation like oh yes, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah. this hush and bird box yeah yeah uh, it it does belong and, yeah. in those i mean it's the preeminent blind one but it's it's despite less despite what you would sell us jack we, at the end of it the same way we've t- year, jack. <laughs> the, the, the same way we've talked about
0: how bird box like or, or some of these don't always fit all the way into it like this one has a lot less from the cutoff uh senses perspective. There's not a lot of scenes where you don't see things, right? Whereas in well, Hush, no, there are is... a lot of those in bird box and it... there's a lot of scenes in Hush that are silent.
2: This movie's a quiet place.
0: You're not supposed yeah. to make noise. It's
2: right. It's exact same. Of, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> except apparently you can make a shitload of noise yeah. sometimes, and also sometimes and you fine. can't this, literally breathe. In well, the other I, room. I like. We'll get into all Actually, of it Actually, it
1: brings in more, right? Like the the noise is so important because of the blindness. There, it does a lot less with that. I mean, there's obviously the completely pitch black. I'm going to make you see what I can see part in the basement, but still, like. I think it does both of those well. Whatever, that's not what we're talking about here until now. The, the omniscient third-person camera goes into night vision. Totally, even when like that's very weird. <laughs> All
0: right, um, boys, let's talk about what this movie does right now. I want to start with the production kind of overall of this movie, and what I want to get to here is this was a relatively low-budget movie. It cost just under ten million dollars to make, that's and a lot. is almost a direct reaction, apparently, to Fede Alvarez's. Uh, the reaction he got, critically, for his 2013 uh, Evil Dead
1: remake. Same more. Where, like, a 100%. lot of people
0: panned that movie because it was too gory or too... Which I have problems with that movie, but they're not that it's too gory. But apparently, like, people told me that... We all liked that, that
2: movie quite a lot.
0: Yeah, we did. It's a good movie. But apparently, it was, did not do that well, and a lot of the problem was that it's too gory to no effect and just, like, kind of, you know, senselessly violent. And so he was like, I want less studio interference, and I want to get weirder with the violence and gore so he made this movie. <laughs> and I mean this movie is much more his vision and I think that kind of shines through. He's yeah, he certainly got less gore with this one, but it, you do still have those moments. Pl- I mean the, the the when when the when Alex dies, when Alex gets shot through the neck. Mm-hmm. That is pretty shocking.
2: So, I think you mean Money? Uh when Money uh, yeah, gets sorry, shot money, through the neck the and you, you have, have the this. slow-mo uh, that's what I was going to, that's exactly what I was going to bring up. It was, you have the slow-mo shot of his like mouth filling with the gases from the bullet. And yeah, yeah I there's, it, that there's is shocking. Like, yeah. There's scenes like that scattered throughout that kind of reminds you that, oh yeah, these guys know what they're doing, but like, there's, there's, also, less, there's also, there's also a less. lot of steady cam floating around. Like it's a very kinetically shot, very well choreographed. Uh, set right, like Absolutely. they you you kind of have to like take a step back and realize that there's people with you know a good amount of equipment on that know exactly where they're going. The actors know exactly where they're going. Everything's staying in frame, in focus, all that stuff, and then they're cutting that with obviously like. This is effects heavy, but scenes of cameras flying up through floorboards, foreshadowing the uh, air duct from later in the movie, flying back up, going into the room, showing where people are moving around,
0: trying to find the safe. Um, the overall direction of this movie, I think, is pretty stellar.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, and you said this earlier, Fede Alvarez, he's done a bunch, but just to just to say the other names, um, uh, Pedro Luke is the cinematographer who's done both this and um, he worked on number 2 as well cuz which i said earlier he also was the with them with the girl who kicked the hornet's nest or whatever randomly that's another one that they've all done it seems like this this pack of people have done a number of movies all together um including Sam Raimi um yeah. so there's there's a lot of talent on this team
0: there is and mark to go back to something you said i agree with you that there's less overall gore in this than there is in the 2013 evil dead but the By a
1: long gore shot. that's that- one of the goriest movies we've ever seen <laughs>
0: Yes, but but the gore in this is more visceral in the places that it is. And they're just totally different
1: approaches. Like, you have a quality and a quantity. Not that the quantity is not also quality in Evil Dead. Like, it looks different, but it looks interesting. Here, it's going for what you said. It's it's visceral and meant to have an impact. It's it's a lot like Green Room, I guess, is the one I draw a comparison to in that regard. Like, there's not actually a ton of violent scenes, but the ones that do happen leave an impact. Green Room does it. Right even more Definitely. to the end. Definitely. But, yeah.
0: And and Mark, you've brought this up before and what the movie does right, but in terms of making money, this cost just under $10 million to make, made like $160 million. Yeah, this was
1: more profitable than Evil to... <laughs>
0: Dead. This was, I mean, this is up there, like, this is hugely profitable. Totally. 15x yeah. return on investment, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, you can't argue with that. That's nice.
2: Yeah. Um, also, I want to shine a light on Stephen Lang. I'm sure you guys were going to go there too, totally. but... He's such a good antagonist in this. Um surprisingly physically imposing. Like the scene I one of the scenes that like really oh. hit me hard this time, strangely, was when Money is upstairs um setting off that sleepy gas water bottle thing. Whatever and, the fuck that is. <laughs> <and> Will <laughs> and and there's sort of like a, a, a sight gag of him uh Lang being asleep the blind man is as he's officially credited here um being asleep in his bed and then you turn back to him and he's sitting up and obviously he's blind and I, I they know that at this point um but he's staring just right at money or no he's not he's staring like up into the corner but just that like the the position in the frame and how quickly he sits up and moves is actually a pretty solid jump scare in a movie that doesn't really have jump scares
0: yeah, I totally agree with that. And, um, Mark, I mean, to, to continue that on, the scene where uh, Money, you know, doesn't, fails to shoot him, and he grabs the gun and grabs Money by the throat. It's like, Jesus, this dude feels, he feels unstoppable in yeah, that moment.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's as intimidating as a 60-something-year-old, I guess he's like 70, right, As as intimidating as a 70-year-old man can feel, and that's... A lot. He feels very more intimidating, intimidating than he should be. Like yeah. the way they set that up is fantastic. And Stephen Lang does a very good job in that role. And he has he's a fantastic. similar vibe in VFW, right? Like he's it's a vibe he brings to the role. And <laughs> yeah, and totally. we touched on this already too, but he doesn't have a lot of speaking lines, but he does have that monologue in the in the breeding dungeon. Um and I thought it was a brilliant choice to have I like I don't know what he did to his vocal cords. But he paralyzed them in some way.
0: <laughs> I, you I truly get the feeling think it might have all been involved in the same grenade shrapnel that robbed him of his sight. I well,
2: no, because <laughs> uh, he speaks normally at other times. But I really do think that Stephen Lang, prior to that like day of shooting, just stayed up all night and screamed in a soundproof room for like. Wait, six No, I'm not hours. talking
0: about Stephen Lang as a whole. I'm talking about the character does he speak normally at other parts yeah
2: when he's talking I I, to money at the very beginning and he's just like what are you doing to my house or whatever I can't remember what his lines
0: are yeah I kinda, he also I kinda, speaks
2: normally in two so
0: it seemed uh it seemed to me he was going for that same weird cracky voice thing throughout this movie
2: I mean yeah it definitely he's under a lot of stress but uh, like physically <laughs> Lang did something to make himself particularly hoarse and it, it worked out I
0: like oh whatever he did it's fantastic Tom Hardy would have been well advised to uh, do something similar as Bane. Instead, Tom Hardy went with a much different direction to do a weird voice. It
2: was perfect. I Look, that Bane <laughs> performance is fucking iconic. I love that <laughs> shit.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's not iconic because it has a good voice or does a great job. <laughs> I think we
2: remember that character 10x more because of that choice than if it were just like a regular fucking yep. Bane voice.
0: But I remember it as an example of a comically strange and bad acting choice. Strange, like,
2: yes, bad, no. I don't remember Maybe it being it's
0: also...
1: panned. It wasn't.
2: It's it wasn't panned, 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 panned at all. This is I think another really take was. from Jack's book of I read a tweet about this once <laughs> and therefore it's gospel. No,
0: I mean, I think it's he very saw a meme, poor, but Mark. also, yeah. there's a lot of bad voices in that whole trilogy, so. Wrong. See earlier discussion about how you like, Jack you hates like, Christopher Nolan. You, you like the uh, Christian Bale Batman voice, Mark?
2: Uh, that part Swear to me!
0: <laughs> hey, is Bruce
2: there? Yeah, just a second! Hi, it's Bruce. <laughs> But Batman, Batman's always done the just stupid say, gravel. He's always been that way. Way back to Stephen thing. Lang.
1: Jesus. Yeah. Does a great. Steven job. Stephen Lang should play job. Batman.
0: The, overall, this movie is very well acted. Oh my God, I would watch Stephen Lang as Batman in a fucking
1: heartbeat. Go back. Yeah, but it, don't go back. Go come <laughs> back. Stephen
0: Lang should play Bruce Wayne in Batman don't Beyond. Do it. You know the old retired ass Batman who adopts the young kid in the future. Sure. Oh, he raises Nightwing. No, that. Wait. Uh, no, Nightwing. Batman is a comic. Beyond was a cartoon, Mark. Yeah, I assume it was also darkwing duck. It's it's well in the future. Bruce Wayne is like super old and crotchety, and there's some cyberpunk. You know, like skateboarding youth who comes in, breaks in accidentally yeah. to the bat cave. He's like black and, and, and red,
2: the Batman is. Yeah, yeah, he He's like not a, He window. can actually
0: fly because he has wings and a jetpack or some bullshit. It's the future. That yeah, it's, it's a future. the future. He has a jetpack. Yeah. Hey, yeah. speaking Duh. of something
2: we brought up earlier, the night vision sequence is fucking fantastic. I think it might be the best night vision sequence that we've seen normally I, I think I like it so much because it's not what we've seen before normally you have like an IR lamp and they're like clustered behind a camera so that they can see um, or horrendous blue filter something like that this is actual they it's a black and white night vision shot but they don't light anything there's like residual I don't even know how they lit it so dimly but I love that the characters themselves ostensibly can't see. Obviously the blind man is blind. The camera itself can really only see four or five feet. So you're like you're seeing characters run by the camera out of the darkness, back Fade into the Into darkness. and out of
0: darkness, yeah. It looks great. The you're camera
2: right. itself is moving past them as they're frozen and like ducking against something and like fumbling around. I guess on set, not only do they shoot in low light, but they also gave the actors um contacts that would fuck up their vision a little bit so that they could very much not see in low light so they're also behave like they're also essentially blind on set
0: i read into this trivia a little bit too mark i don't think that was the intention it certainly doesn't appear to have been the intention was stephen lang has to look like his eyes were destroyed by something such that he can't see and the other characters they needed to have their pupils look absolutely huge yeah like they've dilated. been in pitch blackness for a while yeah and so the the, the the side effect was that they actually couldn't really see that well but uh, i don't know if that was intentional
2: i mean you know it's a win-win both things are yeah, good totally
0: it looks i'll tell you though i don't love it it is very jarring at the end of that scene when the door opens something about like the camera following them up into the outside and the night vision still being on kind of took me out of that scene
2: yeah it's like they couldn't figure out how to do that transition from bla- i mean it, and it, it, i think no matter what it gets to be a little jarring because at some point color has to come back into the frame um and i don't know how you can do that elegantly Yeah, but
1: yeah i, I had a similar vibe but even so i like could like, just like cut to done it harder than they did like cut to some b-roll outside time passes or something like i don't know not that though. And
2: people just telepo teleport out of the out Well no, the they'd have to do something else.
1: In. It wouldn't just be like now we're at a different part of our lives, but not the way they handled it.
2: And then there's exposition of like, wow, I can't we got I can't believe we got out of that cellar and locked the door behind us.
1: Well, <laughs> when they would come back, they would not be utilizing the same night vision approach. They'd have to use a cut in a different way to change.
2: Yeah, I mean there's there's I don't know. I I don't know of a better way that they could have done it. Um, the but other thing that I like about it? that <laughs> scene, <laughs> okay. no, this is coming the movie up with an right. idea. I started this with what the, with this is one of my favorite night vision sequences yeah. I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, the cinematography and the sound design honestly both belong in much like the highest order of what the movie does right. It's awesome. Um, I also
2: like that they use that opportunity to show a bunch of stuff that uh the blind man does to like anchor himself to where he is in the house. Like he hits the fan and then he like holds his hand up and walks a bunch until he hits the ceiling beam. And then he turns and I, I think he hits like a something else. I can't remember what it is, but he he has this map of his house in his head. It, it establishes that really well, how much, how frequently he goes down there and, you know, can find it, even though he's profoundly blind.
1: Yeah. Ooh, do. What else does it do right? <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, we could sit here and wax poetic about the... I, I, I think it falls into those buckets that we've been talking about a lot, right? Like, this movie looks really good, and it sounds really good, and it needs to. And they delivered on those aspects. You know what else this movie does right? The fucking name. I think this is an awesome name for a movie. <laughs> Fantastic. Don't breathe. It articulates everything that it needs to do, and it also then t- puts a bow on what I think this really is in the end, which is an extraordinarily tense experience. Like, I am barely able to breathe while watching the movie for a large part of its runtime, so...
0: Which is shocking, given how much I dislike, like, everyone involved. Yeah, but you it's know? still... But I fully agree with you. It's
1: still everything that... I, they do a good enough job of, like, holding out just enough of the sympathy card for him. You know, like there's a decent yeah. part of the runtime when it's your first viewing where you're you're not fully sure. You shouldn't be fully sure of of what he's been up to. Even
0: on my second viewing, I have to remind myself about the turkey baster <laughs> to fully call him a villain by the end of the yeah. movie. you Yeah. Know?
1: The thing prime to me is the how tense this is, and I think that that's in large part because of what we've already mentioned: cinematography, sound design, all that stuff. But. It, yeah. Don't breathe. It's an green. example,
0: Jake. I think of a a a simple title, but that isn't generic. We you know we do yeah. when we do HRR. There are so many movies that have a generic title that's to the movie's detriment. Yeah, totally. This one is a simple title, but not generic. It fits the movie so well. Hundred percent.
2: Yeah, and the it also gives you an inkling of the type of writing that they have in this. That someone actually does get caught. Right, Alex does get caught in another room because he's breathing
0: too loudly. So we shouldn't yeah. have breathed. <laughs> do we have anything else that does right, or do we want to move on to does middle?
2: I'm
0: happy. I'll go middle. Move middle, move middle so, not mark.
2: middle I had that they really lay the victim over circumstances shtick on thick with Rocky. And then, I already had that over written down, and I was reading through the trivia, and I found out they actually had a longer cut of the movie with more of Rocky's backstory. <laughs> no. And...
0: They were smart to cut that. (laughs) They were smart
2: to cut that. Um, This also vibes hard with the writing of number two. And I think this is the final point that I'm going to make here. I actually think, in a way, watching the second one kind of made me more aware of the problems with the writing in number one, particular to how they construct characters and how wildly over dramatic yeah. everything has to be. Yep. Like I would say this. Fede, uh Fede Alvarez and the guy who directed the second one, Roto Sayag, uh Jack, <laughs> however nope. you said it. <laughs> yeah. Which was wrong. Not however I said it, however it's actually pronounced. Sayagues, <laughs> whatever. Um they're really good at constructing individual scenes and making like a decent uh action oriented thriller plot but when it comes to fleshing out those like overarching scaffolds with actual details pertaining to characters and the world um they ascribe to the school of like what you would find in most soap operas you know it's like so far fucking over the top insane uh, it's more believable in one. The places oh they go in two are fantastic. But watching wow. that, I was like, oh, yeah, all of those flaws were there in a slightly more subtle way in the writing in number one. And that's one.
1: insane to think subtle. Like I, the, so, When I'm hearing you say this, too, I'm interested that you put it in the middle.
2: I think well, I I think the melodrama of it helps the movie overall, and it does in number two as well. Like it's these incredibly insane arch circumstances, and it helps to be like, you know, she's. I mean, obviously, you don't like money, and Alex is only there because he's in love, dude, um, and I guess wants to convince Rocky to stay or whatever. Why is that that good? But. Because, because it's melodrama.
0: What, this is why, do you melodrama you is. why do you want that? Why do you
1: want... What does melodrama Jake, I'll tell do tell you why help you want that.
0: Because it gives you enough to keep attached to these characters. It means things are still tense when they're wandering through the halls. I don't like, think that this, that's the only thing you is, can
1: do to attach someone. It's in a, definitely
0: not the only thing you can I, do, but they I, do a good job sure. of it.
1: Middle is where you start getting discussions. I put writing in full on what it does bad because of the very things we're talking about.
0: So as I was listening to Mark, here's what I was thinking. I agree with you, Mark. The writing is objectively not good but at the same time like you mentioned earlier they do a really good job of like having you root for different characters based on the circumstances that are happening at any given moment and it's even on a second viewing very effective at that in a way that like it doesn't feel like a bad writer could achieve so they've captured something with these characters maybe it's their simplicity maybe it's the melodrama i don't know they've captured something with making these characters at least watchable enough for me to be bent okay. when they're about to die. Okay,
1: Jack, you won me over. I can now see why you'd put it in middle. They don't they aren't bad at writing. They just wrote something in a way that I didn't like. You know how sometimes you eat a cake
2: and there's like a lot of icing on it, yeah. but the icing's good. So you eat all the icing, but then you feel bad afterwards. I'm usually
1: taking off a fork full of that <laughs> stuff.
2: That icing is melodrama.
1: Yeah, I don't I'm not a melodrama guy.
3: I, I
2: think it is mellow. Dumb, I mean, Mark. I, I I'm not either, but I think it it does take a particularly adept writer and a number of edits to get that balance right. I mean, I don't I, think I, they got it come right. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I I can't come up with. I'm sure we. I know we've had this conversation before, where we've talked about things that are just way too over the top and crazy. Um, this one worked for me, mm-hmm. and the last me time too. we had this conversation Even on second didn't. viewing, and I am fully ready and willing to acknowledge that. It's all it's all way too much. <laughs> okay, like the, the the backstory is completely insane and sticky, and I mean it's, it's just it's it's so too much. It's too much.
1: That's where I land. Like I hear everything of they, what you're saying, but I'm still on team. It's too much. They which leverage
2: it in an effective way to get you to flip flop back and forth throughout the course of this thing, which I think is a good mechanism to improve the immersion of the film. But we've probably talked about this one for too long.
0: What else does this movie do, middle? I had nothing else in. Until- oh, wait. The sound stuff in Duz Middle. It's very effective. He can hear them breathing. They are not consistent enough about what he can hear. Oh, yeah. Why his hearing isn't damaged by bullets. It's kind of an elevated nitpick, mm. but. Not damaged by bullets,
2: but extremely damaged by an alarm system that he that had installed. He installed,
0: installed. yeah. <laughs> Also, yeah, it's it's a very effective movie in the way it uses sound, but it doesn't have a good grasp on yeah, what sounds the, would do sa- what in the real the world. The sound
1: design does a much better job for you as the viewer than it is a believable <laughs> yes. mechanism within the movie itself. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I put that in dust middle. Sure.
2: Okay, I agree with that. Yeah. Actually, I mean, I would, I would put part of that in nitpicks and part of that what the movie does right, which I guess makes sense in middle, but cool. Does wrong.
0: I mean, Mark, this is why I was going to put that in middle, not does wrong. The, the The movie is not paying enough attention to, like, what... For as narratively important as it is regarding what he actually hears and doesn't hear, it doesn't pay enough attention to it, and that gets really frustrating.
2: Yeah, like, he can't hear the ladies muffled talking to them downstairs when he's down there originally... He can't hear Alex and Rocky running around in the, on the main floor, but he can hear fucking Alex breathing kind of heavy two rooms over when during that chase sequence. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, to I'll, I'll spoil one of my nitpicks: this movie is bad at guns in a way that <laughs> like it's also critically important to the plot. Like early, early on money points the gun at him and the gun makes that sound guns in movies make of like which is no mechanism a gun makes he didn't do anything what to it he sound didn't pull are a hammer you trying back. to make? I, like the... the sound of the sound that guns make when you pull them out when you pull a glock out of your wherever you I'm pull it out of, familiar in a movie with how that sounds that like it's kind of i mean i think they wanted it to be a cocking sound but he actuated no mechanism on the gun so
2: just the sound when he draws the gun
0: yeah and it goes like click click Like There's a couple of clicks in there. It kind (laughs) of sounds similar to what it would sound like if you pulled the hammer back, but he didn't pull the hammer back. But that sound is what triggers the blind man's knowledge of where he is. Mm. And so it's like, that's such a specific thing you got wrong about how guns work, but it's also absolutely critical to the plot. This movie pays attention to weird yes. things. It's specific in weird yes. places and, and wrong in weirdly yes. specific and,
2: places. And overly Hollywood in other places. Totally. I guess Absolutely. is what you're totally. saying, too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, as far as sense of place goes, they do, I mean, to backhand and compliment, they do a great job of like constructing all these sets and stuff, but I don't understand this house at all. from the out. This is a House of Leaves house. From the outside, it's like, I don't know, maybe 1500 square feet. It's like, kind. it's a shitty house on the si- shitty side of Detroit or Hungary or wherever the hell they were when they filmed this thing. But there's, and and the main floor makes sense and the upstairs makes sense. But then you get into the storm cellar and it's like a fucking bank vault down there with like miles of corridors and shit that they're running around in during the sequence. And then there's also an entire room, the size of the other floors that's this sex dungeon, and aside from all that, it has this insane uh like ventilation system that she's fully able to get lost in between the floors, where somehow she's able to drop like twenty feet directly onto her head and knock herself unconscious i like I truly don't understand particularly how the subterranean parts of this house work, but this was very much like they knew what the external side what the external mech like house was gonna look like, and then they didn't pay attention to that at all. They just wanted to like continue Mark, to have aisles and he, alleyways he and stuff for like For sure. Full
1: on take shelter some situation in in a in a prequel to this. Yeah, okay. It's canon that makes sense. with Get sh- Take Shelter.
2: With take sh- <laughs> He he and uh Michael Shannon have the exact same he, problem. Basically. House
0: of Leaves did a little bit too.
2: Yeah. All you gotta do is move into a place that's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. That's all it takes. That's it. It's pretty simple. And then don't open doors. Yeah, I don't understand. Don't so go hard into the doors that you
1: open to figure out.
2: I also <laughs> think it's really funny that he th- there aren't any stairs going down into his <laughs> cellar. You're telling me. You're telling me like someone sold this house to a blind man. Oh. and was cool with this complete breach of code where you open a door and drop, like, 15 feet. Hey, let's oh, say this dude, set
0: he, in 2008
1: Detroit. He, yes, that, I believe that someone shit was, would sell that okay, house fine, to a blind man. Fine, fine, fine. I mean, he was probably living there before then. For, like, Come 10 on. grand. He's been, you know, <laughs> he's been living there for forever. That's why the underground part's so big. He's been take sheltering for three decades.
0: Hey, Mark, can I uh, can I share but my he had, screen with you?
2: Mom. Had a wife, he had a wife and kid. He didn't need a breeding dungeon. It wasn't Unless meant he for his breeding. wife or maybe into something crazy. It wasn't meant crazy. for that. Michael Shannon had a it wife and kid. It was meant for kid. sex play.
0: He just turned it into a breeding gun. He still take sheltering. Then. Okay. Okay. And Mark, I don't, I
2: don't want to kink shame this guy. Okay, that's fine.
0: I've brought up the exact scene. I st- I watched this last night, so I still have the movie rented on Prime. I've brought up the exact scene with the gun sound I'm talking about if you'd like to share screen with me for a second here. Well,
2: I I can't share my screen with you, but yes, please. Okay.
1: Only with Mark though. I don't get I don't get it. Oh! No, don't Jake show it. To obviously Jake. Do not yeah, kick yeah. him out of the room.
3: That sound,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we don't. We don't have any video of that. But the uh, that was just
0: him drawing it from his pants. Not even drawing it. Lifting the gun up, he was holding it by his waist, and then he held it by his head, and it made that sound. Oh,
2: maybe the firing pin is loose, <laughs> it's rattling around. In there. Except
0: for Mark. That that's a that's a. Very, very well-known trope in Hollywood is that like guns make yeah, that yeah, sound. I, you, I you need, yeah. Um, anyway, I just I was I it's was cl- it's figured I describe it's to you why I was uh, distracted for a minute there. I was pulling up that scene.
1: I've now like lost and then refound how this was escalated above nitpick. So we're still okay.
0: <laughs> what else do we have in what the movie does wrong? The
2: situational the situational <laughs> situa- awareness the the situational awareness of these people is absolutely preposterous I I mean I think we're we're circling a lot of things in this movie that are very much just like deus ex machina like the writers knew what they wanted to do but they didn't know how to elegantly get there so they just did it and said fuck it no one's gonna ask these questions Um, but like no one ducks (laughs) and the blind man never points the gun slightly lower you know like if i were yeah. him i would aim for like stomach shots you know people are gonna duck well y- but he people probably aren't gonna are he's not gonna fucking jump i mean
1: needing to, i mean it'd be dumb to go for headshots all the time don't be a hero well exactly that's what, that's what mark's saying you aim for center yeah. mass and he's not yeah.
2: and aside from that like you get snuck up on all the time like yeah. the climax of every scene is someone getting snuck up on and you can't i know you're not blind but like you can't I- you can't just look behind you you just broke I, out of a car and you're going to let the guy sneak up behind you in a parking lot? I mean, I potted I this we can all look under all I all this... find
1: the group believable, but I hear exactly what you're saying and yeah. these are part uh, of the Or reason.
0: into this movie has enough weirdly specific scenes that it should be paying attention to the details and then just lets the details go by the wayside a lot of the sure. time.
2: And that's that's fascinating in its own way because it's fun to see like what
0: details they thought Do were they actually care and what about... details they weren't. Yeah, you can, I mean, you can tell one...
1: like, what their actual vision was and what they were like, eh,
0: should we just blow the whistle at this point because another one is all the legal stuff he talks about. They have so much specific legal jargon in this and it's all very, very wrong.
2: You brought a gun. (laughs) That means it's grand larceny. Major (laughs) larceny, Mark. Major (laughs) Major (laughs) major larceny.
0: Major larceny. larceny.
2: (laughs) I do want to just mention that I think it's, this can be a good thing and in fact, I think it's something that we like, but I didn't know where else to put it. And this adds one additional level of ratchet to it. Like this, plot is a hat on a hat on a hat there's three hats in this movie and i we've talked before well i don't know maybe we haven't talked before about hat on a hat type stuff it's great in horror right you add the little <laughs> extra twist and the a bartholomew mixed. cubbins effect yes Took the words right out of my mouth, oh. uh, but you don't know what I'm I talking no, about. No, I have it The you? fucking foggiest you, what Jake. you're talking about. Who's Barfolmu? Doctor Seuss there?
0: story. He had ten thousand hats. Every time he took one off, there was another and it was one there. Bigger and more the intricate. Yeoman of the guard kept getting pissed off and trying to take his hat off because the king made him. But there just kept being more hats. But there. everyone
1: was more intricate. It was great.
0: Then the last, yeah. he was selling the jewels on the hats. Does he become the king eventually? I can't his even hats remember. Are worth so I'd much? have to go back and read that. I think he becomes the king because of the value of his well. Infinite yeah, hats. I mean, fine.
1: He's wearing uh, by the end of the book, his hat is like the size of Portugal. It's insane.
0: Well, yeah, it's essentially just the Santa Maria.
1: It seems as though he would be crushed under the weight of those hats. Nah, man, magic. One
0: would think, but that's also why he's king—the n- strength of his neck. He can never be decapitated. Maybe. There is a full-on axeman there, there is there an executioner. there's a dungeon he's about to. This. he he's what they try to cut his yeah. head off but the guy may the guy can't do it because his hat's in the way
1: <laughs> man i need to go back and read this that's yeah me time. too
0: holy yeah, shit I the executioner. that's some good stuff yeah he had a black hood on well, as they do but like this one was like a kkk hood but black it was weird
1: yeah.
2: Anyways, I just like that this was a thing that was written as a home invasion movie where the twist was that he keeps a woman in the basement, which, I mean, as like three or four other movies that we've seen at this point. Uh, and then someone in the writing room was like, yeah, but also, what if he's blind the whole time?
0: Ah, let's write this movie.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's a lot.
0: Also, it hasn't been... I... <sighs> I'm curious about the timeline, because legal settlements take a long time. We're, okay, now this you definitely not want
1: the whistle to be blown. This woman is visibly pregnant. Pull the fucking whistle. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Go ahead.
0: So this young woman vehicular manslaughtered his family, yes. but then got off. Which uh, presumes a trial or they dropped charges so that was probably ten years because
1: it's not a america year.
2: jack i think it was I think it was major vehicular grand larceny <laughs> thank
0: you, mark, thank you <laughs> <laughs>
1: major then, theft auto
0: then he kidnapped her, and then she was pregnant, but not showing I have no idea how long it's it like, could be how any it could be any
1: amount there. of time i mean the the, the yeah. whole trial period could have taken so long, who knows, dude. It, it could have taken and so And also, long. how would he have captured like that be, backstory. How would he
0: have I would like that back Well, he's clearly he's blind.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: but he's blind.
1: Is that why? <laughs> Just because? He knows his, in- house. Insert X he knows his Navy house very well. knows
0: house Yeah, they, they often show him, like, actually a really cool thing, neat pick, like, doing all the checks where he's, like, holding his hand up to know where the low beam in his basement yeah. is so he knows where he is. Right. He knows his house very well ostensibly she didn't go to his no. house. He's
2: able he's able to sneak up on Rocky later in the movie in like a fucking half mile from his house and I'll give no the second the half one mile. again. He knows he, a, he knows a, a
0: whole, 4 mile radius around his house.
2: There's a whole sequence well outside of his house
1: uh in the second it doesn't movie. make. So, I mean, it does just, not make it more believable. His,
2: blindness is his superpower, okay?
1: Hey man, all your other senses are supposed not to become more powerful. You yeah. know? That's what they say. Yeah, I just don't. Believe Maybe she came, came to his
2: imprisoned. house to apologize, and he was like, "You're not leaving." I was
1: actually thinking about that as we were discussing it. Like, could he have, you know, called her up and been like, "Hey, you know, just to um, just come apologize." Water under the bridge. This, I also come over for tea. And then he
2: I goes, also think it would be. I also think it's like a really <laughs> come over funny in my creepy
0: house in abandoned Hungary. Yeah, <laughs> I'll buy you some plane
2: tickets. Uh, I also think it could be like a really funny fan theory that. He, or not funny, but super dark. Maybe he just doesn't understand how pregnancy works, and he can just like inject, you know, his seed into people, like no matter where they are in their cycle. Twenty fluid
0: ounces of and semen. <laughs> they That's get what pregnant. something the movie does wrong. That was gratuitous. We didn't talk about that, but that didn't a whole need to turkey base for yeah,
1: yeah, it was too much. With the hair in it. That the sucked. whole turkey. It's too baser. much. I just like don't even want to talk about it for once. You know, it's just yeah. it sucks. They didn't. I mean, it's honestly, nice. like I, I did kind of pot it with how some of this stuff. It's too much. It's so much too much that I would agree with putting in what the movie does wrong. Jack, they yeah. didn't have to do that. At I mean, all. In, the,
2: in the grand scheme of all the shit we've seen, it's really not that much. But it but also, it's too. It doesn't it? Doesn't fit in the vibe of that's this. That's where. Like, that's more where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, it's if this probably was probably somewhat PG thirteen home invasion uh, slash. It is. Season. It's, it's a hard. It's, it's, it's gratuitous. A hard. It's, it's gratuitous. just. It, it
1: didn't feel
0: right. To me. Yes,
2: that's fair. They how much it. do you want to it's know about hat
0: how hat legally right. wrong the kid is with everything he says? All Alex. of it. Yeah, give us give us a rundown. So the. F- the first thing he says is don't steal. That The only correct thing he says is don't steal stuff over $10,000, which in most places would escalate. Some places it's 1000 but would escalate it from larceny to grand larceny or from petty theft to grand theft, depending on the jurisdiction. Major. Whatever it is. But everything he says after, yeah, he say, he, but he doesn't say grand. He says major. Everything he says after that is wildly wrong, including uh, the, the he, you've brought a gun. Now he can shoot you. Michigan has a castle doctrine and self-defense. All castle that means doctrine. is i mean, all castle doctrine means is you have no duty to retreat if you're in your it's home like pan when shot. somebody threatens you. Yeah. It's like pan shot. It's a lot like pan shot, Jack. As as Jack famously
2: um, described, it means that once he asks you to leave once, he can fully
0: body slam you in his entryway. You, you don't have to ask them to leave at all, Mark. It's just that with with usual self defense, right? When you have a subjective and objective fear of being injured or dead, you can retaliate in self defense as it much has as to is be necessary. Both. Except for you have, yes, yeah, subjective and objective. Has How could it both be objective on I mean, both fronts? You have to
1: acknowledge that you're in danger. For you, How could it be objective, but to- not subjective, and still you could do it?
0: Jake, you personally have to be. Uh, scared for your life but also a reasonable person in your shoes would have to feel scared for your life so if you're like scared of everything mm-hmm. if i walk into your house with like a you know a letter opener and you're like holy shit he's gonna kill me you probably can't I feel shoot like it'd be me really hard to do to the open opposite a way, though,
1: to prove that you didn't do it that way like if, if you're just I mean, like the, a major badass and you're scared of nothing so like a reasonable person would be but you're not but you just decide to tee off on somebody and then you're like no i was scared. that would happen
0: no, that happens all the fucking time and especially because they're bragging about what a beef is. No, but you have to be better at not scared of anything. Yeah, isn't that oh,
2: specifically sure. what the stand your ground guy from Florida from like 5 years ago was where he like was completely chill and then just shot a guy and was like yeah, I was scared. Yeah, but he got that's off. So that's cuz you got to be better at. Exactly.
0: I mean, that prosecutor also did a horseshit job because the whole system is racist and bad. But okay, um, we don't <laughs> need to get into they're, all they're, of that. Uh, <laughs> we're not we're not going to go all the
1: way down that path tonight.
0: But either way, and and then, but then, in addition to the subjective and objective reasonableness of your Reasonable. fear, you also don't just get to then immediately go to deadly force. You have a duty to retreat if you can do so, mm-hmm. unless you're in your home. That's what the castle doctrine is. Then you don't have to retreat.
2: Yeah. What if your house isn't a castle?
0: Well, it's more then of a then cottage. Castle. Mark. America's for the rich, buddy. Yeah, get the fuck out. (laughs) God. You live in an apartment? Keep retreating, (laughs) Dick. Retreat all the way out of it. Uh, And then at the end of the movie, he says, at this point, we're good to go. We leave the money. He's kidnapped and attempted to rape a woman. All we've done is breaking and entering. The police won't care what we did. Uh, The police will still care. You'll still very much get charged. (laughs) <laughs> I just don't understand if they were trying to make him an idiot, or if they didn't have a good understanding of the law, and they were trying to do exposition and did it poorly. I
1: don't.
2: I don't think this doesn't strike me as clever enough to paint him as the. Yeah, I don't want to give
1: them. I very much thought it was the last. I don't want to yes, give them the benefit yeah. of the doubt because a, a, a semi-connected nitpick that I had is my understanding of this, having watched it, was that they're. Knocking over or executing these kind of minor thefts on houses, all of which belong or are clients of that security company that Alex's dad works for. Alex.
3: Yeah, yeah, they're what?
1: Fucked. <laughs> like they're they're going to get caught immediately. immediately. Like after like the third one, someone's going to be like, "Huh?"
0: <laughs> it's almost like they're all <laughs> what? What connects all of these yeah, houses?
1: Like, huh?
0: Another thing that kind of weirds me out about this movie again i think it's to the inconsistent characters thing is the opening scene makes them out as like carefree idiots just out to have fun right they break into that place carefully disable they're the alarm pr- money and pees then all
1: over the they're bed d- they're and, not a yeah, then group, when dude. they're done
0: robbing it he pees it's, all over and then they break the window anyway it, and just run off he's which, well, shattering they,
1: vases and peeing and
0: they
2: it, break they break the window to show that they didn't have the keys to the security system
0: but, like, for Alex to be as uptight and, like, we have to get this stuff right does not comport with the carefree, I'm pissing all over everything. That's supposed, supposed to cause tension I'm going between to wear their daughter's clothes. Yeah, but it doesn't. it's, supposed it no, it mean,
2: it's <laughs> not supposed to cause, co- it's not supposed to create tension between Sure it them, is. Aside from the fact that he just thinks he's kind of a goofus, which he is, and there's, like, no believable but world where him and Rocky are together.
1: It, but th- th- the the group is not, believable. we could say it's it 700 times. Bigger dick. Yeah, it doesn't make sense.
2: I don't. I mean, money is the one that, yeah, I, you, money's the outlaw who needs to influence them. Alex wouldn't do this on his own, and he he needs Rocky to be into it, and Rocky, I guess, needs to be dragged into it by her boyfriend. I don't know why they couldn't just make it them into it. It doesn't make sense. There's, there's
1: them, no right. amount of apologizing you can do for this to make sense.
2: I don't think it's that. It's egregious. Problematic as, as you guys it's do. It's egregious. I think it's funny that when they break into the blind man's house, uh, she can't fucking figure out where the beeping like control panel is. It's beeping, and this house isn't that big. It's maybe you know 800 to 1,000 square feet on its main level. The thing is beeping loudly, and she runs in the wrong direction. And the thing that really pissed me off about this was they specifically say she has 30 seconds. That scene itself... Takes about forty-three seconds from when the window opens and the sensor is tripped to when she turns it off. Why wouldn't they just make it forty-five seconds in the in the in the script? It
0: makes no fucking sense.
2: <laughs> or edit it to be thirty seconds. Like just have that one like real time element. It would work fine, and you don't have to have Rocky fire off in the wrong direction for fifteen seconds for additional drama. It's dumb.
0: <laughs> yep, it is dumb. <laughs> Did you freeze, Mark? You look like you froze. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to do that
2: sometimes. I was waiting for somebody. I already, I, I did one. Oh, I and, have like six ex- others.
1: Semi neat pick, just because I like them when they include them. But there's a Chekhov's hammer scene in this that they, they like the Chekhov's element of a movie enough to like really zoom in on it slowly on the wall, on kind of like the tool wall. So I like that. Another one that is not a neat pick is a nitpick. The dog. There's a scene in the car where the dog Shadow. is going after whatever her name that i cannot goddamn remember at this point rocky. rocky thank you uh and he he like insists on trying to attack her face but there's like a whole body below that that he could reach and he doesn't seem to care about that his was he the the fan theory element of this would be that the dog was trained to only attack the face and if it, if it can't attack the face then it's not going to attack anything and that doesn't make any sense. Agreed. There's my ne- there's my nitpick with that. It was You did one. say that was a neat pick. No, no, no. I start. said the first thing was a neat pick, sort of, because I like Chekhov's hammers, then I oh, transitioned yeah, 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 quickly yeah, you're right, you're into right. a nitpick. I have a I have a
2: nitpick. Um for the last twenty minutes or so of this movie, Rocky is running around with crotchless pants. <laughs> <laughs> and no one ever really like says anything about it. I mean, <laughs> it'd be <laughs> weird? Say, it would be wh- well alex
1: yeah at they're one point. they're too they're too they're too deep at this point
2: she gets she gets the her pants cut and then they escape alex dies she runs the parking lot you have the parking lot sequence she gets dragged back and then she kills the guy and then she runs away again and mm-hmm. she's wearing crossless pants the whole time i just think that's kind of funny <laughs> i mean it's fucked up cuz it's a breeding dungeon but also a it's kind of a breeding dungeon Uh, since you guys are apparently still deep reading into your notes, I got I got a few others that I'm out of nitpicks. I, I ran oh, out. Oh, okay. I got I got some. So at the end, when she's watching the when Rocky is watching the news report, um, in the bus station or whatever,
1: I have a the, nitpick with the fact the, that this scene exists.
2: The news station states that no goods were reported stolen by the victim, which within the script means that he is passively acknowledging that he's buying her silence, so that whatever. Um, she doesn't expose him for what he is, but also he's a blind man who was found shot in the ribs at the bottom of a cellar that he just fell like 15 feet down into who was semi-conscious as they left for the hospital. How the fuck are they going to interview this guy and be like, Hey, do you know, he's a blind man? Do you know if, do you know if anything was stolen from your house before you lost consciousness? What the fuck?
0: What the fuck is this? Well, but, Mark, the reporter did do Yeah, Here's a neat pick. The reporter didn't say nothing stolen was stolen from his house. The reporter was careful and covered their ass and said he did not report that everything was stolen. We're from assuming him. that he needed <laughs> assistance. The language was careful. We're
1: assuming that he needed a lot of assistance to get to the hospital, correct? How did they yeah, not they find show his him getting, breeding dungeon?
2: They show him getting into the ambulance. How did they not find uh, his breeding dungeon? Patient. Yeah, that's like, another I'm, one. What I'm trying to say,
1: Mark, is like, he didn't waltz his ass outside and sit on the curb and wait. Uh, no, he was definitely I, he was like hoisted sir, out, was out like, of the basin. I understand D-D-D that they dead. broke
0: into your house. I would like to ask you about the padded twelve foot by twelve foot cell with a yeah. vial of your own semen. Yeah, in it.
2: that like that. <sighs> little they didn't detail. want to kink shame the guy.
1: Jesus Christ!
2: This is this is Detroit, you guys. Okay, they've seen way worse, much worse, probably honestly, probably. That was actually that was one of my other ones. I feel like I felt like we had already kind of talked about it, but I do think it's funny that there's the, like this neighborhood that you can just fire like dozens of rounds off, just <laughs> firing pistols back and forth, and cops never come. Oh yeah, there isn't well, even it's... like another person. I mean they they have one line of dialogue that's like that, player, that part of town's a ghost town, but still like it's basically a fucking war zone there for fucking six yeah, hours. He's ostensibly the he only drags, person who lives in a mile. He drags a woman in crotchless. Pants through the center of the street for a half a mile.
0: (laughs) Mark, it's abandoned Hungary. (laughs) It's Detroit. Uh, They've
2: seen worse. It's a Tuesday. They for sure have seen worse. I also just love the trope that all blind people are extremely sensitive to loud noises. And as soon as that alarm system goes off, he turns into daredevil when there's like a pipe that's ringing in the background.
0: I mean, it goes back to the ringing in the ears thing, right? They Sometimes they do the tinnitus thing after a gunshot, but it never happens to him until the alarm later, and it happens every third time to the other characters.
2: Yeah, exactly. I, lastly, I have, t- I have two nitpicks with IMDb in general. Um, not really in general. Specific to this movie, but IMDb-related things. One of the trivia points is that Fede Alvarez got inspiration for this from growing up in Uruguay. Jesus. What? What does that even mean? What part of this was inspired by growing up in Uruguay?
0: <laughs> Seeing someone get shot through the face at point-blank range, maybe? Yeah, act- maybe. <laughs> Something like that. But <laughs> I,
2: I would like to know specifically what part of the this movie was was brought about I by Feli experience to know that. in Uruguay. I don't know that I want to know that.
0: Yeah, I'm probably good without it.
2: <laughs> um, lastly, on a slightly lighter note, Dylan Minnette, the guy who plays Alex... Did you guys look at his IMDb page cuz it is a puzzle? I did not. Why don't he you has... enlighten us? Okay, so he has a normal amount of film credits okay. and then he has 20 music videos and four different Don't Breathe short films and then like three or four promo commercials for 13 Reasons Why, which is that Netflix show that he's also in. Okay. And I have never seen that before. Where he's in a commercial for a show that he's in, and that's on his IMDb page.
1: So he's updating it it's a like lot. He's huh? got a
2: shit agent. Yeah, that that might be it. He has a. He's doing agent. it himself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, not only was I in 13 Reasons Why, but I was in a commercial for 13 Reasons Why, and that's really he where he might I do just my be my like work. a very
1: narcissistic person, Mark.
2: you, he, you really got to know how to find all of the different music videos. That's the important part, and who was in them.
0: I feel like being the star of 13 Reasons Why is enough at this point. That show was so popular.
2: I don't think he was the star of it. He was like a, well, I mean, at best he was I have a I've never watched more
0: than the quarter second of it, the plays before I scroll past <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, on that, that's
2: exactly I think I might have watched the first 10 minutes once out of interest to just be like, is this really the whole thing about just like a teenage girl who kills herself? Because <laughs> that seems problematic and like we and don't
0: need it. Explains the reasons why. I, yeah. That, like, I think okay. that
1: is all it is, yes.
2: Yeah. Long story short, I skipped it. it. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> long watch.
1: Long story that. short, did not watch. But you know,
2: I might go back and watch some promos for it because apparently that's where the magic truly happens. <laughs> that's where he does his best acting. Oh my god!
0: Should we? Uh, should we just go to ratings?
2: <laughs> yes. Let's get out of here. Not get out of here. Let's get out of here into the next segment.
1: <laughs> we, we just say well, let's get out of here to, to transition every segment these days. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We, over Daisy Horror, use a 1-10 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about Daniel Kaluuya, who would rate how clean they did him.
1: He did me die, he did me die, he did me die, he did me
0: die. Am I on? Is this on? Is this on? Alright, cool. And for ten, think about Frank, would rate Tommy Toon's Dancing. Tommy Toon is a very good dancer. <laughs> you ever see Tommy Toon dance much? the first guy to rate these movies, yeah. Jake. I'm randomly picking you to go first because Mark made me self-conscious. Well, I was about the first one to go in the first too much. much.
1: So I think that's okay. I had a, this that's was the I'm hardest one you. for me to rate because of the earlier issues that we talked about. Like, I do think that they do interesting things with, um, what we mentioned. This particular group of filmmakers kind of is their. It's kind of their thing. Like where you are able to start to build trust in one group, gain empathy for another, and then that kind of like role reversal happens. I think that's good. As a device, when you think about what this movie is, is a, is a, a home invasion sort of uh, piece. But then in addition to that, all the elements that I found that I really try not to go into here too much on did have a very strong impact on what the story was. So while I don't want to double yeah. jeopardize it, I want to say that it does creep in a little bit. I gave it a seven. I think that high level, simple enough story and it's executed well going to try to keep the penalizations to one area, but there are some things that prevent it from being higher.
0: I fully agree with you, Jake. Remind me what you gave it. I, I gave it a seven. seven. Okay. I like everything you said. I gave it a six. Um, I think the story is, it's kind of a judicious lack thereof story rating for me the story is just what it needs to be to get all the cool cinematography and and cool shots that they want in here but when you actually you start putting stuff under microscopes and none of it's going to make any sense and this is a good example of that the story does not make sense here when you examine it at all but makes sense enough for when you're getting through it for this like kind of white knuckling your way through the tense moments so i give it a six mark I'm a little
2: surprised that I'm the lowest one here because you guys were the ones that were talking about how this group doesn't make any sense and all that other stuff. And, Jake, you did not like any elements of the melodrama that are mm-hmm. part of this, but I, I gave it a five. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think the, like, when they storyboard this thing out and they're like, we're going to go from this scene to this scene to this scene to this scene, that counts as story. And they do that part remarkably well. And then they get to the part where they're like, okay, now we got to figure out what, like motivations and character bullshit. And then they really layer on that uh, the icing that we talked about earlier, sure. and that's the part where it gets really kind of silly. Uh, so on balance, Story, I would say, is not the strongest part of this
0: uh, and is below average. So I gave it a five. That's fair enough. World building and immersion in the second category. Jake, what are you giving this thing for world building and I immersion? I gave
1: this a seven as well, uh, and it feels like a penalization to this category, but that's where all that stuff starts to creep in, because this is a super tense movie. I already said that earlier in the podcast and and that part is great. And it is despite the fact that there is a large percentage of this viewing first time for me, by the way, where I'm going through it and watching these characters that I don't find believable, go through experiences that are highly melodramatic. And yet it still is such a well-constructed technical piece that I am able to stick with it and be immersed in it. But There are plenty of things that are happening here that do detract from that immersion. And Mark said a lot of interesting and and good things, developed a whole new fan theory tonight about uh, how this is uh, canon would take shelter, about how weird this house is. That's also noteworthy in this one as well.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. I gave this thing an 8 for world-building and immersion. I think this is the movie's strongest category. One... I'm impressed with the world they build. The house does have its problems in the basement if you like look at how it's actually structured. But the upstairs of the house, the street on which he lives, and kind of even the downstairs like has a cohesive vibe to it that I'll like very much. Not to mention the fact that this movie is immersive as hell. It does make me not really think about all the plot holes as they're happening. Like it's it's the re- I guess I might be what's reverse double penalized, double jeopardizing it. Like I might be double crediting sure. it for this, but like th- this is, I didn't think about like how the characters don't make sense. I was just engrossed in always being able to kind of root for someone, um, you know, as you're going through this thing, feeling tense enough that it's, it's it's for whoever is, it's happening to. I, I, I am sense. tense for that. Yeah, person. I think that makes so sense. Mine it was like a, a it's, weird, it's, it's like
1: both can be true sort of situation, which I don't think I've experienced before. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I agree. So I'm giving it an eight. Mark, what about yourself? I gave it a seven. I We were all kind of basically
2: in line with each other there, so I don't really need to add anything.
0: All right, fair enough. That's going to take us into Scare Factor. Jake, what is your Scare Factor scare factor Good. This
1: one comes from do, like, pucker your butthole tenseness sequences that are going to last for a duration of a film impact you, and does gritty violence impact you when it's displayed? and does really fucked up stuff impact you when it's really displayed. And I think that the way it balanced that was was essential because that gritty violence and the really fucked up stuff was not there for much of the film. Uh, so you weren't desensitized to it. It hit you harder because so much of it was after really tense sequences uh that said there's still like a bit of a cap on like that tension element being a primary scare driver when i think about what a horror movie is so it prevented me from going too high i gave it a six i think that this is so tense that it still provides me with an experience that i am totally happy to to take as a horror fan but it is a different one for sure
0: yeah uh jake i'm kind of in lockstep with you here too i gave it a six i mean they're they're I do want to call out specifically how hard the opening kill hit me both viewings. Like, I even kind of forgotten how impactful it was. The oh, money? gun, like, yeah, money's kill through, you know, that that is so visceral and hits you so hard. And then the semen baster is so <laughs> gross and so horrible. It is scary. It's a viscerally scary movie and tense throughout, so it's a six for me. But I agree with all the reasons it can't be higher that you said, okay. Jake. Mark. Yeah, I, I mean...
2: I gave it a five all uh, kind of saying the same stuff. It's more like I feel like it's not – it doesn't have the, the jump scare composition and it doesn't have the things that will like sort of haunt you. I, I mean, I guess I'm t- – I, I think I should probably have gone a little bit higher here now that I've heard your guys' opinions on it. But it just seemed more – action oriented then horror oriented and then at that point it's just how does tension really come down on this scale and we've been i I don't know if any of us have really figured out the best place that that fits here so this one this one didn't hit me as particularly scary uh it just hit me as something that was exciting you know
1: Sure. No, I could totally buy getting that. I just think that like exciting uh, tension can lead to a really uncomfortable feeling or a really like excited feeling. I'm not articulating this very well, but this one is more on the uncomfortable side than like a tense movie that is for action laughs, you know?
2: Well, it's definitely not yeah. for laughs.
1: So those are two. If there was a person in, the, in the movie theater with you when you watch this, laughing at the turkey baster scene, you should call, call the, the cops. cops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Unless it's like a profoundly uncomfortable laugh, like I'm so uncomfortable, I don't know what else to do other than be like, "Holy shit, are you kidding me, man?" Like that's the only exception. No, I mean laugh. like a belly laugh, if like, you a, got like a real, a, very a sincere... real chuckle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be too much. <laughs>
0: Oh, 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 knee slapper. Yeah,
1: that's, that would be... <laughs> something
0: like that. <laughs> yeah, if somebody audibly says knee slapper halfway through a laugh during a viewing of this, call the police immediately. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just kind of good general advice, not regarding this movie. So. Yeah. That's going to take us into effects or judicious lack thereof. Jake? Uh,
1: this is a movie that looks really good and sounds really good. Uh, the sets are interesting, if not it's something you shouldn't think too much about. I. <laughs> It's not judicious lack thereof, but it also kind of is. It, it, <laughs> it's 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 a, it's a hard one for me to to pin down. But what I kind of settled on is that more than most movies, the impact that the sound design in particular has on me as a viewer was significant. And I ended up giving this a seven and a half, despite there not being like a ton going on here. But that being said. I I would understand if you went either higher because you were blown away by some of the technical details of it or lower because there wasn't, like, an immense amount going on compared to some other movies. So I'm interested in this one for sure.
0: Yeah, I went eight, actually, and I understand you're kind of reticence to like pin it down on a score because there is some lack of attention to detail on a lot of the stuff, but also so much of it is so good. Mark, I think you hit the nail on the head pretty early on in the episode when you talked about the cinematography, not just the actual physical cinematography, but the transition effects of the camera going from the basement to you know, kind of giving you a little peek at what's going on on the upper floor of the house passing through stuff. The Actual cinematography is really cool. The digital cinematography is really cool. Their eyes look good. The sound design is really good. The effects are kind of great throughout this thing. I guess just,
1: but they just aren't degree doing things of difficulty crazy, you know?
0: and attention to detail are what's preventing it from going higher than an eight, but still very high for me. Mark?
2: Yeah, I mean, shout out one more time to Pedro Luke, mm-hmm. who
0: did the uh, the cinematography. He did
2: a great job yeah. here. I mean, I'm right in the same neighborhood. I, I sided with Jack on this when I gave it an eight. Sure. I mean... I this one I think that was one of the things that hit me on rewatch was how much better this looked than I remember it and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing.
1: Why would I I think be a when I went thing? into this
2: originally well because it didn't it didn't stick.
1: Oh. I don't know, you watch a lot of movies. I think that's one of I think
2: I think when I went into this originally I was expecting it to be a bit of a lower bar and I was pleasantly surprised but I had kind of already couched it as that and that was one of the things that stuck with me. And now going back, I was like, Oh, this is actually this movie's actually kind of belongs in a higher echelon sure. than where I
0: had initially. Seen yeah, I need to see it it's really twice. well
1: made. I agree with everything already. It's really, though, really so. well made. Yeah, yeah. That's going to take us into overall. Jake, what is your overall uh, score? A seven, just like pretty much all my other ratings. Pan, like eh, that'd be about the average. We don't need to do that exercise anymore. I gave it a seven. Uh, this is a good movie. It is. Your average is a six point one one nine. Okay, so I gave it a little bit of a tilt up. That's that feels right here.
2: I this Your sorry, your my bad. Your global oh, average of all of the movies we have reviewed is six
1: point one one nine. Interesting, but a different topic, I suppose.
2: I thought you were talking about how you always give movies sevens, which is true. No, I gave a lot
1: <laughs> of I gave a lot of ratings in this one near seven. I was whatever. I'm not gonna do I math see. in my head. My how. head hurts too bad for that right I, now I, whatever this is an I interesting well, intense take. movie that i'm i'm happy i saw i don't know that it's one that i would ever go back to nor do i have interest in seeing a sequel for whatever that's worth
0: uh yeah that's interesting so for me this one is one that i respect more than i like for sure even after the second viewing i like, think that's uh, i was gonna... putting
1: it in the way that i would like to retroactively <laughs> articulate <laughs> that's
0: really funny <laughs> put it i i wasn't going to watch it again had jennifer not picked it for us to review i'm not unhappy to have watched it again i think i respected it more on the second viewing and i still have no desire to Mark's ever watch gonna it be again, like so. i like this
1: more than i respect it
2: 100 <laughs> that is accurate yes i like wow. this way okay. more than i respect We're it. exactly is it because of all okay, the well dumb I'll melodrama seven. mark go ahead that's exactly right I, d- I think this is a i mean when it, when push so comes to th- shove sound. i think it's a i think it's a poorly written movie that is really fun to watch. You wouldn't put it in Does watch.
1: Wrong though. It's a poorly written movie but you weren't willing to put it in what Does it Wrong.
2: Because it works oh and it's Jesus. fun to watch. It's so technically like, sound. It, I, I don't, res- I mean, I respect, I I definitely respect parts of it. Technically, yes, there are many things there that are quite impressive but as far as like respecting the movie as a whole, I don't know. I man. like it more it's than a I respect
1: piece it. piece that is technically well crafted. The story's fucking dumb though.
0: I
2: gave it a seven. Totally. I think we're all
1: basically <laughs> we that. all end up giving the <laughs> same shit. It the same Wait, what did you give it, Jack? Well, I give it a seven. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Who is this? <laughs> Literally
0: for? the same overall rating. Anyone, people should watch this. It's pretty good. <laughs> There's a bunch of trigger warnings. Mark doesn't need to respect with it this, though. Though, I mean, this is for people looking for an intense. Action y thriller like that is on the horror side. I'm not really going to issue trigger
1: warnings for this one. Like, whatever. If you want to throw them out there, that's fine. But you are, this is the horror genre. I don't want to get like overly concerned with those, considering some of the shit that all of us who are genre fans have seen before. Jake, when I
2: think of movies that I respect more than I like, I go to like Spring or. Bokeh or a dark song. Mark, that's so interesting
0: because I'm exactly the opposite for Spring. Spring, I don't think, was technically like a very precise, well executed movie. I loved it. I don't respect it for its technical acumen, but I love it.
2: What we're saying here is I respect technical acumen and. Wait, no. You respect technical acumen and like writing. I respect writing and like technical acumen.
0: I suppose that's accurate. Yeah.
2: There we go. So if you like either of those things, you should watch this movie, because between me and Jack, we're both recommending it to you for completely different reasons.
1: (laughs) And I'm here, too. This
0: might be our favorite overall movie, turns
1: out, as a podcast. (laughs) That would make me me really sad. Yeah, obviously it is not. I know that that's also not statistically possible.
2: But uh, I would say this is one of the more recommendable movies that we've watched. I mean yeah it's
0: te- for me it's technical proficiency makes it like and I think for you too Mark like it that, that's why it's it's yeah it's weird uh, like it's, why it's, it's I would extremely
1: it. easily recommendable but there are so many other movies i would recommend over this That it, whatever that it, you Yeah but still it is, see i don't
0: it.
2: know if that's right like this is this is a good and fun movie to watch that has some nasty shit uh, it's
1: not it's tense i still don't know if i'd go with fun but I Oh i think it's whatever fun. you're a weirdo it's for weirdos like Mark.
0: Yeah. yeah if you're a weirdo Don, like me, you should, should fucking see it. You're a notably, we fan. all gave it the exact same score. If you're a weirdo like Mark, you might give this a 7. Yeah, but if you well, listen let's to his let get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: This has been episode 239 of the A to Z Whorecast. If you're still here hanging out with us and you like what we got going on, head on to the down to the links in the description below, and you might want to consider becoming a Patreon member because apparently you like listening to an hour, two hours-ish of us ramble yeah, every week. Yeah, this is a long yeah, one. In any case, it might be worth your time to see what else we have going on. Plenty of perks over there for your troubles, and all of those proceeds are as they have been for over a year and a half now. Don't even need to keep saying it. Going to Feeding America. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. Their links down there in the description below as well. And next week we are wrapping up the current group of selections of our horror movies with mine. It's uh, it's Ginger Snaps rounding it out, a movie that I have not yeah, seen dude. in a long time.
2: Never it's seen it. That's been good. a
1: while. At least I like it, movies that we can get in there that someone has. Not For sure. No, I'm very pleased with that. And that will be coming at you roughly one week from today. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. Constable Jaffers is a remarkable character. And
2: a great name for a kitty cat.